0: The resting place of the Holy Spirit, and just coming in here this evening, I just really felt the presence of God so much so that I'd actually love to say, let's not even talk now. Let's let's get in the deepness and the presence of God. And when James said they're having an encounter on Wednesday, Wednesday, or next Saturday, I thought, why wait that long? We can have it right here. That can last for eternity. So. I want to do something without the muses. If you can stand up and let's just let's just love God now. Let's just honor him. For two seconds. if you don't want to, I, you know, I just want to I'm so excited about God. I want to worship him and I say God, thank you that you're in this place. I'm so excited that you're a good God. I'm so excited that you're a wonderful God. You're an exciting God. You love us and this evening we want to worship you. We want to thank you for what you did 2000 years ago on the cross so that we can come before you this evening, lift our voices and our hearts to you and say, Father God, you are good and we love you and we're excited to be in your presence and we're grateful that we can come in your presence so easily this evening and just worship you, Father God. Tell you that we love you. Tell you that we adore you. Tell you that you mean so much to us, that you're an exciting God. There's nothing dull about you, but you're an exciting, wonderful, wonderful God and we love you so much. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm just really trusting that tonight God does something. And your highway is home to us, to Nikki and myself. This has been our home. And we consider ourselves sons and daughters in this house. And yes, we are leaving for the UK tomorrow. But you know what? when you leave with family supporting you and we consider you guys family to us we're brothers and sisters in Christ and God's called us to be family and you know when, when people support you when you know people loves you and you're going with that you can conquer the world because just to know that people are behind you and we've got good friends here, the Steve Janet and the eldership team they've backed us they've supported us and they've loved us they've honored us they've walked a road with us they've walked and held our hands and they've walked through some challenging times with us and I want to thank you guys I want to thank you for believing in me believing in us as a family as we go because that gives me strength that gives my family strength and we call to rock now you know when we make an impact there which you will. And it's not us. It's the Christ that lives inside of us that's going to impact the world. It's credited to you as well because this is our home. So we leave here as sons and daughters of the house of Highway and the whole UK is going to know about Highway. We really have been overwhelmed by the love that people have showed showed us in this past two months. We've been talking and just... We really can't believe the overwhelming impact that people have in our lives and our hearts. And it's just been encouraging us. So we want to thank you as we go. Tonight I can feel the energy in the room. I can feel the excitement that our God is good. We have a good God. He's an amazing God. And He's so, so good. You know, I believe our mandate as Christians is to let the world know that we serve a good God. Because the enemy is distorted. He's turned it around. We think, well, God's cancer, he did that. No. I want to tell people a very simple message. And tonight it's going to be this for those who need a title. is God is a good God. He's so, so very good. There's nothing about Him that's not good. He wants to touch our lives. He wants to see us rock. He wants to see us have fun. He wants to enjoy us. He wants us to live life to the fullest. And if we get to understand that, that God is good, I'm telling you, there's nothing that will stop us. Nothing that will stop us. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He died to give us an everlasting life. To show us the grace. For me, Jesus Christ is grace. He comes and says, I am the grace. Come. I want to show you, my Father. He's a good God. Just to show us the goodness of God. I want to say that over and over. Because you know what? When we repeat it, repeat it, we start to believe it. And I want us to believe it tonight. I want us to believe that God is good. I want us to get excited when we say God's good. I want us to get excited because when you know God's good, you know something good's going to happen in your life. You know, I was talking to Nikki was yesterday. I want to throw these here. I was talking to Nikki yesterday. and I just had a revelation about Noah. I thought I'd throw it in because I've got a daughter Noah, you know. But You know that. eh? But you know the story of Noah. God says, I'm going to place a rainbow. That's the sign of my covenant. That I'll never ever do anything again by flooding the, the, the world. I'll never be angry with you again that I'll flood the world. That's been taught to us as children in Bible school. From ever know, I know, when it rains hard, do we say, you know what, we might drown tonight. No, we don't. We just believe it. We believe that God said, it's never going to happen again. Bible school. Jesus Christ dies on the cross. He screams, it is finished. I stand before you. I've paid the price. The line of Judah said, It is finished. Nothing can be done. There's going to be no more sacrifice, no more bloodshed, because I have given you the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ. And it is by His grace that we enter, and by His grace alone. And we can stand in His presence, in His fullness. What, I'm, what, what caught me about that... He said, children are so easy. You tell them this, they believe it. You know what? This little story? The rainbow, it's a promise that God will do this. Oh, okay, great. Never bat an eyelid. What's that rainbow? God says He's never going to flood the earth. The Bible says we need to have childlike faith. So imagine if I just thought imagine we just started to teach children of the supernatural of God that God says it's finished it will happen you lay hands on the sick it will happen they will recover does that blow your mind away that we need to believe like little children stories about the finished work of the cross the cross has said it all was it said that we can do nothing in our strength, but Jesus has already done it. He's paid for our sin. We, we, we are regard, regarded sinless because He's forgiven us for our sins are past, present and future. He's forgiven us. We need to believe that and own it and start to walk in it and say, God, you're a good God. You want good things to happen to me. You rock you move in my life. You know, when, when you tell children little stories like that, it's like their soul comes on fire. They become passionate. They believe it. Go and do this. They do it. I tell you, I want to raise my kids up that they believe it. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. Because God said that. Not me. God says it. And you know, one of Nikki's favorite stories is with uh, Bill Johnson. His mom's dying and she's on the deathbed and he goes to, what's well, his grand, and he's, he goes to speak to her and he says, just give me, tell me something. She says, Bill, I got tired of the smoke and I jumped into the fire. And every time since that, I've seen my wife jumping in the fire. And I say, what's going on? She says, you know what? My love. She calls me that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. She says, once you've tasted of Jesus, that's all you want to eat. That's all you want. And so this message of grace and the goodness of God is when you come into contact with Jesus, you cannot be the same. You don't want anything else. You don't want to sin. You don't want to now live there. Because like Steve said this morning, if you're doing that, you haven't had a true encounter. Because Jesus loves us so much that He says, I love you. Just come and eat of me. Taste me. And when you get His full presence and touch of Him, you realize you want nothing else but to be with Him. You want to be on fire. You want to be ablaze. Because you're passionately in love with Him. You want to change the world. Because... He has called us to change the world. There's so much power in this room to change the world. We don't need hundreds and thousands. We just need people to say, I believe that God is good. And that He is good and He wants the best for every single one of us. He wants us to change the world. To tell the world about the Father. And the Father is good. You see, um, in, in John 17, is that famous scripture where Jesus talks to the Father. He's praying. He says, Father, that they may know you like I know you. And Father, I have shown them you. So he continually says, I've never done anything unless you have said so, Father. I've never moved to the left or right. Anything I've done, I've shown them you. I've shown them your glory. I've shown them your goodness. When people were sick, they brought to him. God said, heal them. He healed them. He loved them. He saved them. He just—he never did anything bad. But we get this perception that God's this big, old, grumpy old man with this rod and He wants to change people's lives and say, You will do that. That's wrong. You naughty boy. But He doesn't. He's a good God. Jesus came to make dead people alive. I want to be alive in God. I want to know the fullness He has for me. I want a God not to just make demands. I want to say, you know, the Bible says He loves me. He loves me. The Bible says God is good. He's a good God. So when you're sick, I oh, know God says He's good. What did He say? The Lion of Judah has paid the price. That's the answer. Sickness is being paid for. It's for us to take hold of it. It's for us to grasp it. It's for us to come and say, God I'll believe in you. So tonight, I want to speak about the goodness of God again, but I want to weave it into my testimony. Because Nikki and I, our families, really started to understand the goodness of God. Sometimes our minds are closed and we believe the lie of the enemy that God isn't good. We believe He's good, but you know, God's sovereign, He can do what He wants when He wants. He might not want to save me out of this situation now, but he's good. no no, not the God that I serve. I know God is so good, and when you start to chomp and taste and see that God really is good, your perception of him change your cir- your circumstances change because God's good. you know our our journey started when three years ago to Hong Kong. And I was brought up in a Catholic um, upbringing with my family. And and I knew God loved me. I really did. But I thought He loved bread more than me. And I knew it wasn't true. Because <laughs> I'm His favorite. But I would think, even being on team here in eldership, I would think flying there, if I hadn't spent time with God, if the airplane crashed, I'd go to hell. Because I didn't perform enough. I didn't quite do the right thing. I didn't spend 20 hours in prayer that week. What a lie. God just wants to have a relationship with us and at this uh, experience Jesus Christ as grace. Just saying, just come. Come as you are. The cross has said it all but I don't want you to stand that side. I want you to come through and see what I have for you. See the goodness that I have for you. See the plans that I have for you. I want you to dream. I want you to dream big dreams because I go before you. I stand behind you. I cast a shadow. I'm big. I'm mighty. And you're my son. And you rock. And you go. And I came away hungry because my wife was just in the river. And I just said, hey, I want that. And God met me. And our lives were changed. We started to really work through this. We, God led us through Abraham. And, and we, in our business, we had, it went through a fraught time. And a lot of guys know that. Uh, but you know what? Nikki reminded me um, yesterday or today. As it's, before it started, God said to me, I want you to prepare to leave your business. I want you to move out, and I want you to start setting time aside for me. So I said, okay, I will. I spoke to Steve in the eldership at that time, and but I didn't ask him when. So I took my time in it. Now looking back at it, I should have done it straight then. and said, okay, God. But God started to lead us to Abraham and the promises of Abraham. For months we read Abraham. We started to experience things that were crazy. We lost our house. We lost our cars. They'd come and take it in front of us with my kids driving home. And I cried out to God and I said, God, you've forsaken me. Why have you done this to me? You see, I was focusing on the things that I wanted God to answer. And in that, as we start that, I want you to, if you can, turn to Romans 4. eighteen. It says, Against all hope, Are you guys there? Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it has been said to him. We've also become the fathers of many nations. Okay, silly joke. So shall your offspring be, without weakening in his faith. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and that serious womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what He had promised. I read that and I said, you know what? For me, Abraham wavered. You say, how did Abraham waver? It says he didn't. No, he did. He had Ishmael. He was waiting, and he said, I can't wait anymore, so I'm going to have Ishmael. And he had Ishmael. And so I'm looking at him and saying, "Jeez, I've wavered. When I was going through and the people came to me and stuff happened, I said, Ah oh God, I threw a tantrum, and I did this, and you don't love me anymore, so I'm going to do my own thing, you're not with me. I wavered in my faith, and I would count it against me. I'd say, why... God, you can't love God. How can you waver? How can you be angry with God? How can you be cross with God? Well, I'm human. But when I started to read this, and it says, Abraham did not waver. You know what it tells me? God says, I'm telling the story. I'll tell it any way I want to. For me, Abraham didn't waver. What does that say? When I, I fell down, and I cried, and I said, God... He says, You haven't wavered, my boy. I'm telling the story. And I'll tell it the way I want to. You see, we judge each other, or, or not each other. We we judge things that happen in our lives and we say, I'm not close to God, I'm wavering. But God says, I am close to you. You see, the fun thing that happened is we got knocked down. But you know what it was? That was when the intimacy came. Because Jesus gets down when you're knocked down. He gets down on his knees. He grabs you. And he looks you in the eye and he says, Come, let's get up. Remember the Batman movie? He falls down and he goes to his son he said, I don't know what his name was, Richard or whatever. He said, Why do we fall down? He says, Because we've learned to get up. And that stuck with me for a long time. And I felt like in my life now, last six months ago, I felt like I've been getting up again. And i have getting strong and i have understanding who God is. Because God is good. You see, we just need to look at the things that He is doing and not at the things that He isn't doing. You see, because when I look at Him and I say, why aren't you paying my bond? But He's giving me money for food for my children. You know, we adopted a little Elijah when we got him. We didn't have a cent. And we were ecstatic when they found us and they said, Your son's here. But then we cried because we knew we couldn't even afford him. And you know, for nine months, we didn't have to buy him one thing. Nappies, food, clothes. We didn't have to do anything. And I could look at what God isn't doing by not paying my, my, my rent or my cars... And forget and see the great thing that he is doing. Because that doesn't change my life. That little boy does. So we started to stop and we started, almost like that Rocky movie. Remember the good old Rocky movie? Da-da-da-da, yeah. Dolph Lundgren, the, the Russian boxer, and uh, Rocky Balboa. And he goes and he stands up next to him. Looking in the chest, and he does those peck flicks, and he goes, oh my gosh, what am I in? Anyway, they start fighting, first five, I can't remember, first five rounds, he's getting pummeled. And he's scared of the guy. Then all of a sudden, something happens. He starts to go up to him, he says, you ain't so bad, you ain't so bad, and the guy claps him. And he, oh. he says, you ain't so bad, and he hits him again, you ain't so bad, and he coach says, what is he doing? And the guy says, he's winning. Why? Because he started to understand the strength that he had. German sits in the corner and goes, he's not human. So he gets up, come on, he gets up, then he starts to head back. What is it for me? What's happening? God's saying to me, I'm fighting your battle. Rest in my wings. Rest in the shadow of my wings. Stand next to me. Know that I'm a good God. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to get hurt. But I want to walk with you. And I walk before you, I go before you, I start to break the ground before you, I am the Lion of Judah, I have paid the price, I have opened the door of the cross and said, come through, and I want you to live that side. The undeserved favor of God, that's what we live in. And you see, we have been called to be powerful men and women of God, changing the nation, not saying, "Oh, God is terrible. This is happening? No. My God's good and He's going to break through. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they are going to recover. I'm not going to stay in this this valley forever because my God says He walks me through the valley of death. I will not fear no evil, but I will trust in Him and believe in Him. Because why? My God is good. Tough times will come, but they're going to go like this. And you know what? I said to Nikki the other day, I said, love. If we had to go through this again, I'd go through it. And it was terrible. I would never wish it on any, anyone in my whole life. I would never wish it on my worst enemy. But you know what? I've grown closer to God. I've grown closer to my Father. And you can tell me anything about God. Say, yeah, but He didn't do this. Well, let me tell you the things He has done. Let me tell you the things that He is doing. Let me tell you the story that he is writing. Because in your eyes, I've waived it. In God's eyes, I haven't waived it. I'm getting strong. We're starting to glorify God. I don't know if I would be doing this now. I don't know if my beautiful family and I would be doing this now. We'd probably be stuck chasing money, chasing the big house, doing, striving, striving, striving. I hope I never would. But back by the grace of God, I could have. Been chasing the wrong things. But God stopped and He said, You know what? I've got other plans for your life. And he and he walked them through with me. And I'm I'm grateful because my my beautiful family had to endure stuff. But it's so nice to know that our father's with us. So nice to know that he loves us. So, in that, don't you think that it is quite a hold that the enemy has that people think he's not a good God? Because he is. He is. If, if we want to reign in life, we've got to know that we've got a good father that wants us to reign in life. <coughs> reign in life, excuse me. Nicky was just chatting to me today. Why don't you just come and share that with what you were talking as well? It's my beautiful wife.
1: Oh, okay. Talking about um, raining. Yeah, I I was um, just—we were just chatting through what he was talking about, and. I've been—I was praying also for you guys, as I always do. And um, we're talking about the dreaming. We've been talking about dreaming again in 2010. And I was so arrested and so—it's something so burning on my heart for you that before we dream, that we need to know that God's been dreaming about us. That He's been dreaming about every single one of you. That He knew you before you were born. And the scripture says that he has a hope and a plan and it's a good one because he's been dreaming about you. And so your dreams, don't think they're in conflict with God. God put those dreams inside your heart. Don't think you have to go and ask God for permission or that he is this bad God. He's a good God and he wants to see you prosper. He wants to see those dreams that he's put inside your heart fulfilled. Because he's been dreaming about you. The great I am, the king of all kings, is dreaming about you.
0: There's one movie where a little kid says to this man, he says, You've got to believe it, the Loch Ness Monster. You've got to believe it to see it, mister. You've got to believe in God's goodness to receive it. 'Cause as you think it, so it is. And I believe God is good. I believe that as you sit where you are, that God can heal you. I believe that if you expect anything of God, He'll do it. You know God loves everybody, He loves every single person. But you know what I think? He loves those more that love Him. Just for me, I, I just think he just gets he's overwhelmed. He loves everyone and he's There's no depths and differences to his love. But I think he just thinks, oh, me and you are going to work together. There's that Numa video where he takes his son on a a walk in the backpack. (coughs) Excuse me. Takes his son for a walk in his backpack and he walks to the other side of the lake and it's a beautiful day. And as he turns around, it starts raining. So he starts running, and, but he puts his cap on his son's head, he's about two. And he starts running, and his boy starts crying and crying. Because the hat's fallen off and he's getting soaked. And he's running, and he said, "What's? come on boy, we're going to get there. Then he turns around and he sees the hat's off and his boy's soaked. So he takes him off the backpack, holds him in his arms, and he says, don't worry buddy, dad's got you. And I know the way home. Don't worry, buddy. i got you. I know the way home. Dad knows where we're going. And you know what? Sometimes the rain hits us. Sometimes things in life hits us. But God is saying, Don't worry, buddy. I've got you. And I know the way home. I'm going to take you there. You see, because the cross has said it all in Romans 4, it goes on to say that Abraham was a righteous man through his faith. And because we believed in Jesus, it has been imputed righteousness to us. We don't have to do anything to get it. It just is. God sees us as pure and holy. He sees us as His sons. There's nothing we have to do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. The law has been paid for. It's gone. He's fulfilled the law. And he's saying, now I want you to walk with me. Walk near me. Walk close to me. And you'll see that I am a good God. You'll see that I love you. You'll see that I love your family. I have great plans for you, says God. Why does He say, I'll turn everything from the bad to the good? Because He's a good God. He's not a bad God. He's a good God. So you may be going through stuff in your life and you say, yeah, but you may be over it, but you don't know what it is. You know what I've learned through this? Pain is pain. If you've broken a nail, that's pain. And it's not me, oh, I've been through more. No, pain is pain. Whether you've lost someone, whether you can't study, whether whatever, pain is pain. And God is good. And He wants us to show goodness to people. He wants us to tell people that God is good. Because that, my friends, is powerful. That God is good. And He loves us. He loves you and me. So that is a, that's the message that God started to work in my life something that's starting to unravel, it's it's been come deep in my heart because I really want to I want to do big things for God. Not so that I can be big, but that his name may be glorified. And my prayer, like even tonight, is even as the word starts going out, it's a very simple word, but it's a very powerful word. That where you're sitting, God heals you. Where you're sitting you have an encounter with God that God touches your life, that you'll never be the same again. Because when we know who He is, when we know that this God that we serve is good, and He has plans to prosper us. You see, the nice thing with the Abrahamic covenant, for me, it's about the blessings, about the favor, and He says, that covenant is for us, but the new covenant is also for us. Even how much more is that? He says, go lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Why? Because I said so. And just how God's been speaking to us about the line of Judah. I mean, we had quite a funny incident the last time we were here, when Sean Poit was here. The one guy was praying for us, and I had a sense a while when Rob Rufus was here, and I just had the roar of the line coming over me. He started praying for me and he started to say, when you go to London, you're going to roar like a lion. He didn't know me. So we've been through things. We've had, I've had a pacemaker. So what next? The hearing aid. <laughs> I know God is going to do something. If this is yet to disintegrate when I'm in his presence, hallelujah. You know, this isn't stopping me because God's writing his story. And I'm excited. And this guy was standing, and Steve was standing next to me. And I just yeah, <coughs> Steve's shoulders shaking. Because this guy was punching me on my chest when I said, this pacemaker, go, go, go. I said, ah. But we're excited. Huh? We're excited to go we're very excited to go and preach the gospel that God is good because we need to know that and when we we preach that God is good signs and wonders follow and we're excited because you know what the sick being healed is of God people's depression going is of God cancer being burst away to nothing is of God because he's a living God He's powerful. There's no one that can touch Him. There's no one that can come near to Him. And He's starting to shine on principalities and darkness that He is God and He'll do what He wants to. He'll write the story. And the story is that people are going to know His love. People are going to know His goodness. And people are going to come face to face with the grace of God. And they're going to walk through it and say, I don't deserve this, but I'm going through and I'm never turning back. I'm never going to question why or what. or But this says this. No. God says, I've called you righteous. I've imputed righteousness to you. I've called you my sons. I've called you my daughters. Now live powerfully. Live as if I'm with you. Live as if I shower shower over you. I surround you with my wings. You know what? Because to say that people are not going to get healed is to say what Jesus did on the cross is a lie. Because he says, I have done it. I've paid the price for this. Bring any situation in your life, anything, and say, God, what about this? His answer would be, the lion of Judah has done it. He has roared. He's paid the price. It is done. It is finished. Tetelesta, finished. We need to walk in that. We need to believe in that. We need to believe like the rainbow, there's going to be no flood. That there will never ever again people that are not going to get healed by the word of God because it's not to glorify us Jesus said in John 17 Father I have glorified you that they may know you what do we do Father we have preached the good news to glorify you like I know you you're going to know the God that I serve and if I portray him as a bad God as as not a powerful God you going to say, what do I want to be part of this for? But when you say, this God that I serve is good. Come and feel Him. Touch my hands. He lives inside of me. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. That same power that 2,000 years ago raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us. And He says, go. You'll do greater works than me. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. And is to glorify the Father. So be good. Know that God's good. Yeah. Amen. And uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Nikki, would you also come up to stand with Tom? Um, that song, Your Love Never Fails. Musos, Can you come help us with this one? Um, there might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joseph had a dream, but between. The promise he got and the palace he ended up in, there was a pit he went through, and and it was a painful experience. But between the promise and the palace, there is sometimes a pit. And then even when he was in Egypt, he was betrayed. And and I think in those times we can often shrink back. But I've just seen the resilience, the stickability uh, in in their lives. That that is not a boast on them but in what God has done. There might be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And maybe you're facing a situation right now between the promise and the reality of it. You're saying, but where's God in this? I hope this brings you hope as you hear here tonight. Let's not lose our dream. And i have just, I've just... I'm commending them. People might be sitting thinking, why are we doing this differently to how we often do with other people in the church when they go? And I'm so glad you asked the question. You see, there's some people who walk out the front door with great jubilation. And there's some people who are just happy to go out the back door or side door. And Tom, five years ago, came to me with, with some of these things. And he's, he's just walked through the council. We went to, to Hong Kong together. We got back. He was so excited. He's, you could visibly see something had changed in him. But it took me... I'm about a year slower than the average guy, you know. I was then at six with the best three years of my life. And and I got back and I wasn't that excited. And, and I, it took me another year to get to a point where... Man, something just... My wow moment, as my, my wife says. And and I'm so glad they, they waited. Because they could have gone five years ago. They could have gone three years ago. But there's something about the timing in this. That is... It's, it's got the oil flow of the spirit in it. Amen? And and I want to ask the, the elders to come up as well. Robbie, lead us in that song, Your Love Never Fails. And what we're going to do tonight is, we're going to just space the bags out on the front here. We're not doing our normal tithe and offering. I know you understand tithe goes to the local church, but tonight we're bringing an offering, and we're going to put the bags out. Guys, can you help me just space the bags out? And then throughout the song, I want you just to come up and Put an offering. This offering is is for the gospel. It's it's going to be part of their going and sending and a message that's in their hearts. Amen.
3: Nothing can separate. Your love never fails I know I still make mistakes But you have the mercies for me every day Cause your love never fails Same through the ages, your love never changes, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning, and when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid, because I know that you love me. Your love never fails The wind is strong and the water's deep I'm not alone here in the ground seas Cause your love never fails And is far too wide i never thought I'd reach the other side But your love never fails You've the same through the ages Your love never changes It may be pain in the night But joy comes Shit is Together
2: yes, Lord, we're so pleased about that. Every one of us standing here tonight know that you have worked all things together for good in our lives. All things. All things. I pray for people here tonight, Lord, are just going through some things. Some difficult things. Some hardship things, some confusing things. Lord, would you give us confidence tonight that you can work all things. Cause us to go out tonight with hope and confidence that God is for us. That God is for us. And we thank you again, Lord, for Tom and Nikki's lives, sons and daughters in this house. We pray, Lord, that in the same way that in Acts 13 you set apart Paul and Barnabas for the ministry to which you'd call them. That even right now they'd be set apart. Lord, they might be set apart to go to an area of of London. Not just for business purposes. Not just for financial reasons, but because of something that's burning in their heart. That's a sense of calling, a sense of destiny, a a sense of purpose. But I pray for other people standing here tonight who are called, maybe not to London, but called to their school or called to their business or maybe called to another nation or called to another part of the city or country that Lord that that burning would increase that burning would increase that Lord we would continue to be a sending church we'd be continued to be a church that that releases the sons sends the best because that's what you did 2000 years ago today Lord you gave your best when you released your son and Lord nothing can compare to that nothing can compare to that what you gave This is a small comparison tonight But Lord we thank you that it's it's fitting that we offer up ourselves to you tonight Send us guide us lead us In Jesus name Amen Amen